Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 502 of the Directors of Podcast. It's, it's getting weird saying 500 now. Uh, the, the, I am Tyler. And join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Oh, my God, Tyler. I am doing pretty good. Got off my vacation, went back to work, went through a whole bunch of gaming stuff at the workplace, so that felt nice. But let me tell you something, man. It's like... I feel like I've gotten a lot of stuff accomplished during my vacation time off, so I'm feeling relatively refreshed, helped tear apart a deck, helped do all this other stuff. Steam deck? Nah, I wish it was a Steam deck. That would be kind of interesting yeah. to kind of do a little bit of imp- like uh, impression, not just impressions, but like giving thoughts and feels on that. But Also, 550 bucks. Where the fuck did you get that from? Oh, oh God. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? How would I get that thing from it? <laughs> but uh, other than that, man, I've just been playing a, playing a couple of different types of games and stuff. Not a lot of game stuff this week because I've been freaking dead tired and stuff when I got back from work. But uh, other than that, just keeping track of a whole bunch of the gaming news going around. How about you? Doing all right, buddy. You know, it is uh, 4th of July weekend. People are literally shooting on fireworks right now. I can hear it. Um, but, yeah, I'm doing okay. You know, clanging and banging as I always do. Um you know, a long week of work as they always are, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. We got a three day weekend um, with you. I didn't play too much gaming, but it's been busy. But been playing some fun stuff. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. You know, uh, been doing pretty good. Feeling pretty good, Gables. I feel pretty good. Maybe it's maybe the fact I'm on beer number four right now. Maybe that's part of it. My, and I went over my parents. My parents. Uh, I dog sitted at my parents' house last weekend, and. Um, uh, my my dad made me uh, bought me a steak and grilled me a steak today, mm-hmm. so that also was uh, pee awesome. So <laughs> that was delicious. We're not allowed to have grills here at my apartment, so I don't get the grill very. I don't never get like the only time I ever get to have like grilled food is going over my parents' house. So well, I get invited over, and then I get to go over tomorrow, and we're gonna shoot off fireworks, blow some shit up, and uh, have hot dogs and hamburgers. So there it's also go. pretty awesome. So yeah, it's gonna be a pretty decent little weekend, and also uh, you know, play get some gaming in. That's be nice too. Also, fuck, goddamn, Stranger Things came out. Totally forgot about that new season. Oh yeah, goddamn. season four. Uh, uh, season four, part two. Oh, uh, part well, one was fantastic. I've heard um, good things. Yes. Yeah, I thought the magic was gone because uh, we had a three-year gap between season three and season four, part one, and then season four, part one. I was like five minutes into the first episode. I'm like, oh no, it's back. Okay, never mind. It's just been a long time. It's fantastic. So, <laughs> you watched Stranger Things, didn't you, Gables? Season one. That's it. You watch season one. Oh man. Oh, it's a good season. It's a good show. It's a great show. Never thought. It's hard sometimes, especially when, when it's like, you know, it's always to be like an eight month gap between seasons and like in the story, but like, it's been like multiple years. So it's like, it's only been like three years in the show, but somehow, but it's been like six years in real life. So it's like, yeah, it's kids are and... supposed to be like in eighth grade and they're like, kids got like a full beard. So I don't know. <laughs> eighth grade with the full beard. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, when I was in eighth grade, I guess my parents bought me a razor yeah. for my birthday one for my for my fourteenth birthday because it's like we're sick of looking at your fucking beard. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so it wasn't a it wasn't a good beard. It's not like it is now when it's like pretty much fully grown in, but it was like it was very patchy. But I had a I had a pretty solid beard uh, it, when I was in middle school. Um, I got a lot of hair. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Cables. Um, for if you give, you donate five bucks right now, I will do the next episode's uh, topless. No. <laughs> okay, that was a good pause. I like that pause though. Huh? <laughs> uh, give, give us twenty bucks. Gables will do the next podcast 
with a shirt on. That's a threat. So what I'm saying is, unless you don't give us 20 bucks, Gables will not wear a shirt to the next podcast. <laughs> so, I'm not proud of shit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is a video game podcast where we talk about partying about video games and I get to drink. It's really excuses for me to drink beer and talk video games. Two things I love. Um, but anyways, um, if you're watching us, you listen to us, whatever, uh, right now, please uh, like, follow, subscribe. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, click that thumbs up button over there by Gables Junk area he really likes it when you do that uh look down in the show notes you'll be seeing all the links to everything we're at twitter facebook uh apple spotify anchor all that fun jazz uh please like follow subscribe everywhere on there it's a good place to kind of keep getting a heads up when things come out and fun jazz like that also look up on youtube look up suplex machine uh that is gable's personal youtube account this motherfucker posting videos I didn't even know about it. I literally found out while I was talking to him. And it was a prediction thing for the whole Nintendo Direct Mini. I mean, but past tense and stuff like that. I mean, some stuff is obviously it's a little bit old in that regards. But if you want to watch it, like a little video of me, like go through and like uh, give my thoughts and opinions upon that. I mean, hey, go on ahead. Play some. He's playing some Shredder's Revenge while he's doing it, too. So that's pretty cool. But goddamn, Gables. I had no idea. He didn't tell me. I had no idea. I literally found out when uh, we were bullshitting, and I was on I was on YouTube. It was the first like, thing the fuck that would showcase the it's like yeah, popped like, up my fucking like, what the hell's this? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I just seen our logo and I see Suplex Machine. I'm like, what the fuck? What is this? Uh, but yeah, I, I was stunned. I did. I also did a live reaction to it. I did it very late though because I got home super late. I did it like eight o'clock at night. Um, and I think it was like eight o'clock in the morning my time. But um, I I didn't know what happened beforehand. Uh, if you want to go back and watch it, you can. Uh, but we're going to give a full impressions on it here. But, uh, I, uh, I, I saw like, I didn't know what happened, but I saw someone upload like a, a I saw like a, uh, uh, a tweet or I can't remember what it was, a podcast. Something, and it was the headline titled the best partner show, showcase ever. And I'm like, Oh, this is re- must've been a really good one. But Gables, let's talk about that fucking <laughs> Nintendo partner, uh, direct partner, mini, what the fuck you want to call it. Um, it was about 25-ish minutes long. Um, and you know what? Imran Khan, my boy at Fanbyte, always does a very good job. Posts, when he does directs, showcases, Xbox things, whatever. Always makes one big uh, uh, article with everything that happened in it. Right. My boy let me down this time. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. But you know who did do it? Gables? You'll never, you'll never guess. Kotaku. Kotaku did it. Kotaku did it. Uh, right? Um, you know, I want to give him, you know, we, we, we give him a lot of shit on this podcast. Not a lot of shit, but we give him shit, um, when, when they deserve it. And I want to give him props when they deserve it. Hey, thank you so much. I'm looking, I'm pointing my other screen here for having everything ready to go on for me in one article. Uh, I've been bitching about this for years and Imran Khan was the first person to do it over at fanbyte.com. Uh, but he let me down this time and it hurts. You know, I'm a little upset, a little bothered by it. I might send him an email letting him know how upset I am. But anyways, Gibbles, let's talk about said Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase. Um, Start off with we have Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak that is out now. Came out on the thirtieth. We they had the Square or not Square Capcom. I always mix those two companies up. Um, They did a thing a couple weeks ago going over. They have the expansion and then also there's a bunch of stuff coming basically for the next year and a half. if there's anything big you want to talk about, it will stop me. If not, we'll just do a big roundabout at the end. Um, that's out now if you want to play that. Uh, Near Automata, the end of Aura Edition, is coming out to the Switch. It's coming this October. Uh, came out 2017. One of my favorite games of 2017. 
fantastic game. It just left Game Pass as well, which is unfortunate because I would say everybody needs to go play the game. Everybody needs to go play the game, but it's it's on Game Pass. Um, Lorelei and the Laser Eyes, fantastic name. Uh, I thought this uh, it's a uh, puzzle game uh, for the devs behind Steinar Wild Hearts uh, that came out. This is called. I'm sorry. This is coming out in 2023. Uh, Super Bomberman R2 um, is coming in 2023. Uh, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection is coming. Uh, that is the uh, Game Boy Advance games uh, that uh, came out. A bunch of those games came out. Um, it's a compilation coming out next year. Um, I believe, though, if you buy it physically, you get everything. But if you buy it digitally, there are two different volumes you got to buy. Because mm-hmm. they did, they did the, uh, they were doing like the Pokemon thing back then, where like there was a red and blue edition. Right. Like it's the same game with minor differences. So they did. A, there's a bunch of those games that came out there at that time. Uh, Pac-Man World uh, Repack is coming. It's a remake of the... Uh, that's from GameCube, right? That's the one that needed the Game Boy Advance cords. I think it may be the PS1 version, because I think there was a Pac-Man World is game it? for PS1. Okay. I was thinking it was the uh, the Game Boy, the GameCube yeah, game. Yeah, I was like, thinking of that, have... too, but at the same time, I forgot that there was a PlayStation 1 Pac-Man game that was okay. sort of like that. Okay. Um. Well, that's coming out August 26th. Um. Pac Mom is in there. Pac Miss Pac Man is dead, uh, but Pac Mom is back. So Pac Mommy is what I'm going to call her for now on. Uh, is that the title of the podcast? Did I just come up with the title? Did you call her <laughs> Pac Mommy. Pac Mommy. Pac. I'm going to type that out before I forget it. Pac. I'm stopping the show. Pac Mommy. All right. Going back to Blanc. Uh, this game that's going to probably emotionally wreck me when I play it next February. Uh, it is a black and white game where there's it's a fox and a deer. I have seen Fox and the Hound. I know how that game, how that movie ends. It's not great, Gables. No. Um, but this is a, it is a, I believe it's co-op only, but it's only come to Switch, which, which really sucks because I really want to play this game. Gables, I might, I might have to tag you in on this one. You might have to play with me. Um, but uh, I really want to play this game, but I, I'm, I'm ready to be emotionally wrecked. Gables is going to hear me cry. No. Um, but yeah, that is coming next February. Uh, Return to Monkey Island, uh, which is, was announced previously, but we finally saw some actual gameplay for it. Um, that is coming this year. No release date yet. Um, next up here, Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Uh, this all leaked. Ubisoft actually leaked this the day before, um, which funny enough, Tom Henderson leaked. Um, he's a pretty famous leaker. Uh, gaming, he actually leaked that there was going to be a, a Mario Plus Rabbids event on the 29th, which was the day after the direct. But some people didn't think it would be there, be, would would be here, but it ended up obviously being there. Um, they leaked the date, it was October 20th. Uh, they leaked the fact that um, Bowser is going to be a playable character, stuff like that. But um, also, they have creatures called Sparks, kind of the pot- uh, and they're with helping you out, and they have like, powers to give you. Uh, kind of showing off that there's going to be like. Um, uh, like you don't, you're no longer like following a grid. You can like you're now like a, you can go around anywhere in like a circle mm-hmm. instead. Now it's still more of it's still an RTS style game, but instead of having grids, it's more of you can like you can go anywhere. Uh, then we had Little Noah, Scion of Paradise, Gables of Nagalandia. I don't remember this game. Oh remember yeah, that yeah, that one it kind of reminds me a little bit of like a mobile game and stuff from what it looks okay. like. Okay, I'm I I don't remember that game at all. Uh, Real Grade had I mean had a killer contract that uh, uh, contract soundtrack. Um, that's that train game you just built. You can build train stations and build trains tracks. All uh, right, uh, RPG time. The Legend of Right. Uh, this game has been out like talked about for like I think like five or six years now. Uh, it's finally got a date. It's coming on August eighteenth. Um, 
Yeah, it's basically like an RPG maker, but like you have like you're on like a storybook. It looks very like it's cool to look at. But uh, yeah, uh, Sonic Frontiers. Uh, we got more gameplay for that one because God knows we need more of that. Um, then we had Disney Dream- Dreamlight Valley, which is like the Stardew Valley ripoff, but it's it's Disney. Uh, Live Alive um, is coming. It's coming July 22nd. We already knew that, but they announced a demo that you could play the um, the first three chapters uh, of this time traveling game starting now. Uh, I was reading the headline there, but you like there's three different characters you can play as, and you can play. I believe Gables. You said you can play the first chapter of each character. Right? Yeah, the first part of each like a particular chapter. What they give you. Okay. Um, Darymon, Story of Seasons, Friends of the Great Kingdom. Um, Farming game. Minecraft Legends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember that game. I remember like seeing it, and I just like, it's, it's a farming game, right? Okay. Yes. Okay, it's a Bandai cool game. Okay. Uh, Minecraft Legends, that's the RTS game that was revealed at the Xbox Showcase. Um, that's coming 2023. Dragon Quest Treasures. I thought this was a mobile game for the longest time, and then I guess it's not a mobile game. Uh, but it is a it is coming um, December 9th to the Switch. Uh, Portal Companion Collection has Portal 1 and 2. It is coming to the Switch. It is actually out now. That was a shadow drop. Uh, Gables, uh, I when I saw this, I'm like, isn't this already out on here? And I guess it's not. So, uh, <laughs> Well, it is now. But at that time, I just assumed it's been on there forever. Um, next up here, we had Harvestella. Which has kind of been the talk for um, you fucking weebs out there. Uh, a lot of people are excited about this one. Um, so yeah, it's like a farming. It's like if they did like, oh my fucking god, my goddamn Google Chrome fucked up. We're good here. Uh, we're on the we're on the next last thing. Harvest Harvest Cell though. It's like uh, if Harvest Moon was turned into a JRPG. And then finally, last but not least, Persona three, four, and five are coming to the Switch. Uh, Persona five Royal is coming uh, October twenty first. Like it's coming to Game Pass and everything else. And uh, I think there's a PS5 and stuff like that too. PS and PC. Uh, but yeah, it's finally it's been confirmed now coming to the Switch. Gables, what was your thoughts on this Nintendo Partner Showcase? Well, I came in with low expectations because for one, it was a third party like Nintendo Direct and stuff aimed at like for that particular stuff. Ah, sorry about that. My mom actually just handed me my toolkit that I've had lost for about a good solid week and a half. Oh, good for you, buddy. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of tools you got in there, buddy? Oh, got, this is where I, how I open up got game some, systems got some, and stuff. Oh, we got some Allen wrenches in there? Is that well, they're not Allen wrenches. They're actually just little bits of like uh, little interchangeable precision ratcheting screwdriver oh. kit and stuff. So I actually used gotcha. that to order to take apart certain things of uh, my dad's like disabled like uh, ramp and stuff like that for the guy to rebuild oh, stuff. But gotcha. Okay. That aside, though, focusing on that Nintendo Direct third-party showcase, yeah, I came in with low expectations because, for one, we've had these similar type of Directs in the past, and they were okay and stuff, but they were interchangeable with like what would appeal to specific people at that time. They usually have a little bit of everything. If something sticks, you know, more power to you. Mm-hmm. If something doesn't, you know, there's always something else that you can go forth and maybe say, oh, this has some bit of interesting stuff. It felt like sort of the same thing with this third party like a Nintendo Direct and stuff but at the same time I kind of felt like in terms of what it initially brought there were a lot of interesting stuff that happened to what I feel this is definitely one of the stronger ones we have initially got I kind of feel like in the respect of what 
was brought over to the Nintendo Switch, what's coming out in this next six to six months to a year and stuff. Mm-hmm. Relatively strong on the third party front. I mean, I can't really doubt it too much because for one, we got so many noteworthy third party games coming onto the Switch system in general. I mean, you mentioned it before, the stealth drop of both uh, Portal One and Two. Those games have been out for years on Steam, obviously mm-hmm. on the Xbox and stuff, and on PlayStation systems and stuff. But uh, the fact that Nier Automata is coming this October, it does have some Nintendo content in inside of it, which some costumes and this and that, they really haven't specified what else Nintendo-related is in it. But yeah, Nier Automata coming, you have like the Portal 1 and 2 stealth drop during that stuff. Then it's like you got the whole aspect of... Uh, the Persona games, obviously, being confirmed coming to the system, which, yeah, that has me excited. Honestly, it does have me excited. Even though I have played through 4 and 5 and stuff, I haven't played so much at 3, but the fact remains is I wanted to see this franchise come onto every system. And honestly, I'm completely happy because for the subset of gamers that only stick with maybe one or two or can only afford to play maybe one system or have PC and then something else and stuff. This is definitely a win for them because if they're into like the long-term RPGs, they've heard this game for like the last four or five years and stuff being incredibly excellent, which is Persona 5. They have an aspect. They have a way to, to play it. For everyone else and stuff, hey, comes on the Steam stuff. You can play it on your Steam Deck if you were managed to find a Steam Deck, which a mm-hmm. last vast majority of us have not yet so no. we're doing seems like they said they're doubling production though so it's getting better well yeah yeah but at the same time for those of us that really can't afford a steam deck and really just want to stick with it with the mm. switch and stuff this is a definitely a oh, good yeah. gain. this is definitely a good gain inside that systems library but uh in terms should happen years ago yeah, in terms of like other games that were announced for it and stuff that dragon quest treasures you know that dragon quest treasures game looks okay in that regards there's some aspects of like an action rpg style of things over there the whole aspect of the whole harvestella which you know it looks unique it's definitely a the whole theme of this third party direct was like look at this farming game look at this farming game now look at this farming game and stuff like that they definitely look at Minecraft. they definitely hit that sort of niche and stuff to where this is mostly catered to people that were either hardcore like JRPG fans or like just really into the whole like uh, aspect of a little, like certain Japanese style games inside of this direct. So yeah, of course there's some things that hit close that I liked in that regards. But I'll tell you what though, even with the Persona games, even with like Near Automata, Portal, everything else that was gone through and announced, I was more or less fascinated in seeing that they managed to not only do a remaster of Pac-Man World, but they came. The Capcom came is coming out with a freaking Mega Man Battle Network collection. I mean, yeah. I did not see that happening from anywhere because it's like that was a subset of games that an incredibly small niche of players managed to play through an experience back in the day. Some of those hardcore fans have been clamoring for a chance to play those games, considering that all of those games that were mentioned, some of them, I think maybe one or two never came stateside, but those games are incredibly hard to find, especially on the re on the pre-owned market. Cause they're hyper expensive. Yes. There were kind of like Capcom's attempt to do like a whole Pokemon, like say red, blue, this way, that way and stuff like that. Yeah. I've been somewhat fascinated in trying to play some of those games, but at the same time, never had access to those games itself. 
But having it in, like, one big package and stuff, having, like, maybe 40 or 50 bucks, I mean, that's perfect. I could at least go for it and try it. Because now, because of Capcom their Mega Man games, we've not only gotten, like, the incomplete original Mega Man games, but Mega Man X. We've had, like, the Mega Man Zero collection stuff, the whole Game Boy Advance DS stuff from that series. And now we have another series in regards to the Mega Man Battle Network stuff. Now, if they only did, like, say, with Mega Man Legends, I feel like more players, more hardcore niche sort of like Capcom fans would be like, absolutely just <laughs> just on cloud nine with the aspect of playing Mega Man Legends one and two. But uh, in regards to the games that we did see, I thought overall it was fine overall in terms of the quality of the direct itself. I felt like it was kind of like a solid seven out of 10 because even though I came in with like low expectations of it. Yeah, there were definitely releases in this regards to where, I felt like, yeah, the system definitely needed this type of definitely needed this type of boost and stuff. I kind of felt like that it really catered to like one type or like one or two types of gamers, which were incredible, like hardcore JRPG fans or hardcore Japanese game fans and stuff. Not a bad thing, but at the same time, there really wasn't too much for like other like other types of like gamers and stuff for this type of direct like if you weren't into like any type of like rpgs like say harvestella or the persona games or this or that you would have just seen like maybe one or two things that may have had somewhat interest and stuff but you probably would have came out a little bit lower impressed lowerly impressed with this but i thought it was a good direct honestly i thought it was one of the better ones i'm not sure if it was the best third party but at the same point it definitely was strong and i could definitely see people getting excited for this upcoming six months to a year but tyler what were your thoughts of it you know i, I really we were, i know we already have a bunch of different uh nintendo directs we have like indies we have partners we have minis uh we have like the big ones yeah um i really appreciate it if they made the next one another direct title and they just call it nintendo direct for the fucking weebs so i cannot <laughs> waste my time uh and watch these fucking things fuck on, come on you said yourself, here's, here's farming games, here's fucking weed games. You know what, Gables? We're going to make a fucking farming weed game for you, too. Here's Harvestella. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, my God. Uh, I was bored out of my goddamn skull. Um, I know, obviously, these are these, like, I, I, like I said, if you watch the uh, my reactions, or you know, if you didn't, uh, I said the time, uh, it's kind of like the indie things, the indie directs, where it's like, they're exciting if something connects with you, but there's been times where we've watched those indie ones where like, you know, five things hit me and there's been times where those indie ones came and like five things hit you, but not me, you know, mm-hmm. or like people loved it or like, you know, half people loved it, happy people hate it. And that's the case with some of these, like sometimes like with these third party ones, like a lot of times there's not, there's maybe like not big news that comes out of it. You know, like the big one, the big directs, the big showcases, whatever, like there's always newsworthy topics come out of these, but these ones, it's more personal based. So yeah, if there's, because in there, like, like you gables like uh you're excited for persona but i feel like that being the one more thing would have been fucking awesome if xbox didn't have their thing Absolutely. a few weeks ago definitely totally sort of thunder and um you know like coming to game pass also sales thunder where it's like well i already have an xbox and i already have game pass so Might if i'm well gonna play it. the games finally i'm gonna play them on game pass <laughs> also achievements also it's probably gonna run better um not even trying to not taking a shot just facts plus you get the um, best version of persona 5 whereas like uh, with the playstation collection and stuff you only get the original version yeah so 
Oh uh, yeah, it's a good point. It's actually it's no longer on that version. So yeah, it just got uh, taken off. I think that's part of the their the contract ran out on that one. So that's probably why now it's coming to Game Pass because con- but it's funny the, the PlayStation Collection, which it was exclusive on until October, uh, only got the base edition where Game Pass is going to get the Royale edition. And what's the most hilarious uh, on top of that, is uh, three, that's that's definitely the game that you should try if you want to really get into the series. But yeah, it's definitely a it can be a slow start, but once it starts building and once you do a lot of the character interactions and figure out how the combat works, you're going to be hooked. Yeah. So, uh, I get people excited, you know, obviously playing games on, you know, Switch, there's a there's a reason people love playing buying games on Switch. Um, there's a game I'm going to talk about a little bit later that I regret buying on PlayStation, which I put on Switch. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but um yeah, uh it was fine. You know, I think the Mario plus Rabbit things was exciting, but it's like totally the thunder was stolen when Ubisoft themselves leaked the game already or leaked the, the, the date, which is like the main thing really all I cared about. Like I'm, I'm in, just tell me the games we're getting a sequel and like, Hey, there's new Mario plus rabbits. Don't even have to show me anything. Don't tell me anything. Uh, I'm buying 60 bucks. Here you go. I literally, I, I paid for this game a year ago. Like yeah. that's like, I'm so excited. I bought this game a year ago and I'm, I'm just waiting for it to come out. Um, so have a date. It just sucks. It's October because apparently everything's just October now. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but yeah, I don't know. I, it was whatever. I, I'm not going to give it a number. Cause it's like, I don't, there was nothing that hit, connected with me on this level besides Mario plus rabbits. Like, you know, Plague Tale Requiem is a game I'm excited for, but it's coming to game pass. And if I was going to buy this, pay the full 60 bucks for this game, you know, what? I'm not going to play it on fucking cloud on switch. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm like, I'm not trying to be negative. Don't try to, you know, yuck your muck. Um, as the kids say, or I, I guess I think it's just me. Everybody says yuck your yum. And it was, I think that's wrong. I think it's yuck your muck. I think it should be yuck your muck. Because <laughs> he is the most underrated Pokemon out there. Besides Pidgey. And Charmander. <laughs> and Cubone. Moving on anyways, Gables. We're 26 minutes in. Okay, sorry. I'm doing time time codes, and I talked out loud. Sorry. Moving on, Gables. Sticking with Nintendo for a 1,000 here. The more exciting Nintendo news this week, Metroid Prime Remaster. Finally, apparently, allegedly happening. Uh, Jeff Grubb has been talking about this for a while now. He's been... It's been in the make, and they're in. Uh, it's been in the making, and it's supposed to be coming, and it's been kind of it's been done, and just kind of waiting. Uh, he's his he's never said this outright, but he's always th- assumed that it would be coming once it didn't happen in 2021. That they'd hold it to November of 2022 because that would be the 20th anniversary of Metro Prime, the original. Right. Uh, so apparently, uh, from what it sounds like, it is coming this November, or at least this holiday season. Uh, but he assume, he still assumes. That's 20th anniversary, but now he's saying that it's coming this year. And he said that it's going to have dual stick and gyro controls. So weirdos like Justin that like gyro can still play uh, in gyro. Fucking awful people. Um, but also that they are not only... This is new, though. Not only are they re- remastering... It's more of... He said it's more than a remaster, but it's less than a remake of Metro Prime 1. Okay. But he also said that Metro Prime 2 and 3 are also being remastered but they will not be coming in a package they'll be sold separately but the the bigger remaster will be one and then two and three will be just like a, a more what we expect from a remaster okay so i don't know i mean i grew up i played metroid prime back in the day on game on gamecube i've never been a metroid guy uh maybe i appreciate it more now but i just wasn't my my jam and plus <laughs> first person shooter games that back in that time not the best um 
But I don't know, Gables, what, what's your opinion? You're more than a Metroid uh, guy than me. Metroid Gables, Prime. Go, real fast, I'm going to go P, but remember, I can still hear you. Okay. No weird stuff. <laughs> uh, just like the rabbit that ate the big carrot, Metroid Prime is definitely a fantastic experience. I remember playing it back when it first released in 2002. Yeah, I'm dating myself here. 2002. When it came out to the GameCube, I rented it from a local video store, and I played I played a good portion of that game. And let me tell you something. If this game is coming out re- like with a remaster, and there are a bunch of stuff that is not only touched up, but elaborated upon from the original release, we're looking at a Game of the Year contender. Definitely. Because back when that game first released, people were game enthusiasts, game reviewers back then. They were utterly impressed by the quality that Retro Studios put into Metroid Prime. Until that point, Metroid was just a 2D-only style of game. From Metroid, Super Metroid, you know, Metroid 2 and the Game Boy and stuff. And even all the way up to 2002, there was two. There was like two Metroid games at that time. Metroid Prime and Metroid Fusion. But, uh, yeah, Metric Prime, fantastic game. Just think about it this way. A first-person shooter, people tout it as like a first-person adventure style of game, but let's be perfectly practical here. You're shooting things through your arm cannon. You're going through solving little bits of puzzles. This is basically Nintendo's own type of game that almost simultaneously kind of competed with like Half-Life 2 but never uh, openly said it. Because, well, here's the thing, though. I mean, it's it. <laughs> the reason why I'm saying this, and first and foremost, is like on the GameCube and stuff. You definitely had a solid first-person shooter type of experience with Metroid. You had epic music. You had great environments to go for, explored. You had excellent bosses. You had to go forth and fight off against. Oh, the big old, the big old freaking Prime like Queen and stuff. The first level that set the mood because it felt more like less of a like kind of a fantasy sort of esque type of thing into like almost similar to that of like almost a survival horror style of feel in that regards to where yeah you definitely had the power of samus aaron and stuff with your power can this and that but you were facing all these ferocious looking fucking insects and crazy ass looking monsters from you have like the prompt you had the that insect queen and stuff that first ship level and all of a sudden you go into this ice thunder level where you face off against this ice monster that has all these multiple eyes and icicle protrudings from its back called Sheikoth and stuff that you're trying to go forth and freaking take out you know and then all of a sudden all the things with Meta Ridley and all the things with the Metroids and shit it's like I have good fond memories of the original Metroid Prime and if we're getting it by the November of this year like Jeff Grubb is saying which I don't doubt him in regards to some of the stuff they said and stuff, but uh, yeah, he's been pretty much a, he's been betting a thousand I, for the most part. I'd say. Well, I don't doubt that Nintendo has been stacking upon games finished because they have been known to do that. Nintendo marches by the beat of their own drum. They release their games whenever they feel like. I mean, hell, we're still waiting on the Advance Wars games, like the, the Advance War collection <sighs> things from. Why well, you gotta hurt me, Gables? I try not to remember that game exists. Well, that's the thing. I'm excited for that game, too, and I really want to play it, damn it. But It was supposed to come out last December. I know. I know. Russia's going to fuck everything for everybody. Gas is like $6 a goddamn gallon. Fucking Advance Wars isn't out yet. 
fucking Ukraine's under attack. The most important thing, obviously, Ukraine is under attack. That's obviously way worse than anything else we're going to talk about here. But in the story of our jokes and having a good time here, fuck them. Fuck Russia. They fuck everything up. Well, yeah, definitely fuck the set of circumstances. But at the same time, for the it vodka. should not prevent that's a freaking game from coming out when they need to. You know? I get it, though. I mean, that's probably why Goldeneye. Like, people don't, you know, I, I think it's changed now, but like. Who who wants to play a, a war game where the first level right, is literally right, fighting a, is is Russia invading another country? I get the why you know because people are like it's it's bad taste come out and then also it's like consumers business wise it's like no one's gonna want to buy that game I'm like I don't want to buy that game that's like yeah eh, you know whatever yeah but so, they definitely have waited yeah. their fair share of months and stuff in order to yeah I but yeah the, people are just thinking maybe that's why Goldeneye isn't out yet either because a lot of it is deals with Russia so yes. But going back to Metroid Prime and stuff, I definitely want to see it come out this year. Tyler, yeah. what were your thoughts about it? Um, I'm, you know, it's not my game. Uh, I played it. I remember picking it up on GameCube during like the was it the Player Choice games on GameCube, yeah. like twenty bucks, uh, the good old days. Um, but I remember playing it, and I remember being that first level and playing a lot of it. And I just it just never clicked for me. You know, I wasn't that wasn't type, my type of game back then. And like I said, like. Doing it with one stick back in the day, not the greatest. Um, but, uh, ooh, big firework out there. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm excited for other people. I'm curious what they do with two and three. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, uh, if that's not going to be, if they're not going to put as much work into two and three as they did one, well, um, is that going to be more of like, is that going to be a package deal? Or is that going to be like, a st- are they going to, like, how much is like, I'm betting that Metro Prime Remaster is 60 bucks, but like, Maybe they put those two or three out. If they're not going to do as much work. Maybe they're forty bucks, I'm, or maybe I'm kind of two for six. I'm kind of interested in seeing what they do with Metroid Prime Three because that was Wii Remote and Numchuck. We yeah. So if they do additional yeah. type of things like they sort of did, like say with Skyward Sword and stuff like that, I'd be more inclined to go forth and finish that because even though yeah, I have all three of the Metroid Prime games. I do have the Metroid Prime trilogy on Wii itself. The thing that kind of kept me back from wanting to go forth and finish some of those games, especially Metro Prime 3 Corruption, is because of the whole Wii and Nunchuck stuff. At that point, I was yeah. really much tired of using like the Wii and the Wii's Nunchuck yeah. and Wii controller and stuff. I played my fair share of Smash. I played my fair share of Mario Kart Wii during that time and stuff. But uh, once I got yeah. burned out of playing that system and stuff, I really could not go back and try to touch the thing. Whereas, Yeah, we've yeah. seen them do it with Galaxy, Mario Galaxy, to put that in. Uh, you know, a collection together as well. So, and but Gills, I'm glad you're on my side now, where we can all finally agree that the Wii was trash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, we live in the fantasy world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we live in that. We live in the Wii world where everybody just plays farming Sims, apparently. Oh, jeez, uh, you're telling me about that? Where I'm staring at my freaking liberal copy of Metroid Prime trilogy. <laughs> Gables still remembers that day. It's a bad day for him. It's up there with playing Pitter Pot. Um, that's the worst days of all time. I'd rather be playing Metro Prime Trilogy than Pitter Pot any day of the week. Anyway. Gables, I'd rather a woman come up and kick me in the nuts of the high heels than play Pitter Pot. But um, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, moving on to a, to, uh, a non-Nintendo thing. Again, I'm very interested in. Motherfucking God of War. Um, yeah. A lot to digest here. Um, so God of War. Big thing. It's supposed to come on June 30th. We talked about the last few weeks. I've been talking about nonstop for the last... Four years. Yep. Um, I love my game. Favorite game of all time. I talked about that. Replayed the game last year and like confirmed it. Favorite game of all time. Um, I've been saying on here, just give me a goddamn date. I've been saying it all, all, over and over again. Um, but I do it in jest. Yes. You know, 
Like, I want this fucking game more than anything. If somebody came up to me, like a, a genie came up to me, he's like, hey, Tyler, it's like, I can give you the date to God of War right now. Not even the game, just the date. Or you and Jennifer Lawrence can live happily ever after. It's at least a conversation. God, dude. It's at uh, least a conversation. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to think about it. I'm like, well, like, you know, it's Jennifer Lawrence. And if she's happy and I'm happy, that's pretty good. But also, I got the date for God of War. I'm the strongest nerd on the internet. You know? Like, no one could touch me for 10 minutes. At least the next two weeks. <laughs> well, yeah, the next two, 10 minutes. Hey. Ten minutes on the internet—that's that's a long time. That's like that's like a month. Uh, I could probably get a lot of things out of people for that. Like, hey, fifty bucks. I'll give you the date right now. But anyways, uh, no. But seriously though, like I, I I love God of War. I want the date more than anything. But uh, it was a bad week for gamers. I would say between the Secret of Monkey Island stuff, where Ron Gilbert, like he was he's in live blogging about the game and being pretty proactive on on the internet about talking about the game and. Uh, just the negativity on the internet about that. Uh, people, he's like, he said he's no longer going to talk about. He's basically just not talking about the game on the internet anymore, just because the negative can't deal with the negativity anymore. So he's not, he's done talking about. It. I don't blame him. No, which is awful. Uh, we seen that before years ago with um Fez two, where the guy got so much harassment that he just canceled the game. And I mean that. Remember you, me, and Jake talk about the game like about that like eight nine years yeah. ago when that like on the on this podcast. And man, like, you know, a lot of people were calling him sensitive, like just call him all the shittiest things. Different time. I know it was like 2013, 2014, but still, uh, I said at the time I'd say, I also, I said, I remember saying at the time, if I was in that situation, I probably would have done the same fucking thing as him. Don't blame the guy, uh, at all for that. Um, it just sucks to happen, but man, this, what the, f- I know it's the bottom 1% of, of, of gamers it's but unfortunately the the minor, minority usually is the, is the most vocal and he's like you always go on the internet that's why you get stuck in those bubbles when you get it's the vocal minority that are usually the loudest um and uh it's just pretty awful the the like cory brawley posted the thing about like and i, I messaged you i'm like doesn't seem like we're gonna get the god of war like, on, on wednesday i messaged you i'm like doesn't seem like the God of War thing's happening and like Cory Ball. And then like, I, I made the mistake of looking at the comments and it's just yeah the shittiest of things. And then you got people like you got people like finding women that work on the game and sending them dick pics to like get them to give them give them the date. I'm like, that's just love. And then, like, yeah, and you see like some of the things that are like people are like sending to the women that work there and like just the awful, most misogynistic and sexist things you can say to people and just. And it doesn't matter, male, female, well, let's just call whatever. It what it is, it's absolutely the lowest of low trash. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Yes, the vocal one percent and the most extreme, the almost extremist versions of fans have been going through and attacking not only just the Corey Balrog, Balrog and stuff, but a lot of the people that are working on this game and yeah. stuff, just for the sheer on fact that they can't have the freaking release date now. That's fucking ridiculous if you're that much of a fan of that game then do like anybody else wait have some patience have some fucking decent respect for god's sakes actually be a human being instead of degrading somebody just because you can't have something fast enough 
don't be a privilege. Yeah. No, no, just don't be like a freaking piece of garbage and go through and just basically just say, hey, I'm entitled to have this now. Because guess what? Yeah. Nobody cares about your entitlement. You have to yeah. wait like everybody else in order to get your shot. Quit acting like a child, act like a fucking adult, yeah. or else you're going to get your ass kicked and sit in the corner like every other piece of gutter trash. Yeah. And I entitled is like the most annoying word to me, like used right now in a lot of things. Uh, but it is the most... It's the perfect Perfect word, word for what this like... We're not even talking about the release date. I feel like Allen Iverson right now. We're not talking about practice. We're talking about or we're talking about practice, man. Practice, not a game. Practice. We're talking about the date, not the not not the K. Hey, the game is coming. Like the game got delayed the day before it came out. We're not talking about the game got delayed. We're talking about the date for the game. The date, not the not the not, not the game is not got delayed. The date, and even if the game got delayed. So, like, I would be bumped. Like, there is nothing wrong with being... When a game gets delayed that you love, there's nothing wrong with being bummed Absolutely. about it. I'm sure they're... Bu- no, who's more bummed about it? People working on the fucking game. No, I'm bummed about it. We're bummed, obviously. and they know because we're bummed. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with, like, a game gets to push to 2023. Right. Starfield gets delayed. I don't care about the game, but people are super crushed by that game being bummed or getting delayed. I get it. That's fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, but turning that... You're uh, bummed out to, like harassing people and bitching about it and finding like not only just sending a stupid tweet on the internet, but finding the people that work. I can't imagine somebody making something that I love and like treating them like garbage because I think like if Gordon Ramsay invited me over for dinner to his house and said, I'm going to cook you the greatest meal of all time. I'm like, all right, cool. And then 20 minutes of me waiting, I'm like, is this fucking thing going to be done in time now? Like, who the fuck am I to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to make to you what is probably going to be one of the greatest games of all time, whether you love it or not, whatever. Like, like you know, Elder Ring, not my game. Probably one of the greatest games of all time. I'm willing to admit that. But if, like, this game's going to come out, probably going to be one of the greatest games of all time, one of the games of the year, one of the games of the generation. Right. And you're going to be upset because you didn't get a date soon enough. And when this game comes out, it comes out, we're all going to love it. Hopefully, most likely, but and we're gonna totally forget this happened. But just a bad week for gaming, a bad week. It's just, and I know it's the bottom one. And I said a thing to Corey Barlog when he tweeted out, and I I know he probably didn't see it. uh, But I just want like, there's so much negativity in there. I just want to send something positive. Like, hey, take your time. This game gets delayed next year. Gets delayed next year. You know what? I said to him. I said there are a ton of great games coming. Take your fucking time. And that that's true. Absolutely. Look at. We're going to talk about games coming out for the next three months. You take a look at the games for the next six months. It is it's insane. You look at you look at October. October is like I can make a top ten game of the year list out of October. Absolutely, so, you could. I mean, yeah, and like God of Wars would be number one amongst all those most likely. But don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. I mean, there's so much other type of content you can go forth and engage yourself in, but yet a lot of there's like plenty of people that are obsessed upon this one aspect of it and stuff like that that they fail to realize and stuff hey the best things sometimes the absolute best things you can enjoy in your life take patience take time Mm -hmm. in order for them to come out and once they do and once you experience them sometimes it's something you never even asked for and you end up getting it it blows your mind in this case scenario god of war ragnarok if it becomes one of the best games of the year which i humbly believe that this is definitely 
when it does release this year or whenever they feel like it's going to release, it's going to be one of the best games of the generation. Yeah. I absolutely feel that way. But in order yeah. for it to get to that pinnacle in the stint, I understand that people are bummed about it, but you got to let these people do their work and do their just cause. Because if you mm -hmm. go forth and keep harassing them, we're not going to hear shit about this stuff. Yeah. We're not even going to get any type of hints or teasers or any type of that stuff. But the most important thing is let people do their work. Stop being an asshole. And if you're very upset because a game developer or people don't give you the information that you want and you physically go forth and do shit like that, showing dick pics, yelling at them, screaming at them online, distance yourself from the Internet. Absolutely. Take a break from social media. You need help. Absolutely. Mm, yeah. Call a yeah. shrink. Do whatever you can. Yeah. Whatever yeah. type of thing that's going to get you happy and get your mind off of this type of stuff, please. I know mental illness is a big thing, but at the same time, you have to step back and realizing, hey, sometimes it's best to step back, assume the situation, and make sure that come future elements and stuff, you basically do things the right way, which is wait your turn. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like if I don't, I just, I, I just, I can't even like fathom being in that mindset. Like I said, for someone to make something that you love so much that you want so bad that you are actively being terrible to them, right? Because you didn't get the fucking date to it. Which newsflash is pretty much we already know November. Um, and to turn that into kind of what the story here is, Tom Anderson, uh. Who's kind of the original guy that mentioned it? Jay Schreier also did talk about too that the last week of June was the day. And also, I want to point out, uh, people have been like now getting mad at the leakers out there, and even Corey Ballerlog himself said, "Don't get mad at them. That's not their fault. It's nobody's fault. Like we can't get mad at leakers. We can't be like demanding we want well, dates yeah. and like, and then get mad when shit like I don't understand that like." We get excited and we love it. Like when Jeff Grubb or somebody has like he, last year, he had all the information to the Xbox event and he gave a lot of it, not all of it, but he gave a good chunk of the information out and we loved it. We wanted it. We asked for it. And then we got and then people bitch like, well, everything leaked. So it wasn't that exciting. Like fuck off. Like you can't say we want it and then get mad. Like going back to the Gordon, the Gordon Ramsay thing. Like if he invited me over for dinner, but then I went and stopped that fucking Taco Bell. McDonald's, Taco Bell, and ate fucking six tacos and came over like, yeah, I'm not the hungry now, so it wasn't that good. It's like, well, fuck you. You're the asshole. Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Like, fuck off. Like, you were the, like, you knew you were going to get this delicious thing, and then you went out and found all the info. You, you filled yourself up before it came out. Yeah, fuck off. You it's absolutely you. found it's a way fault. to sabotage yourself, and now all yeah. of a sudden you spoiled it for yourself because you indulged yeah. with you something spoiled dinner. you did it. Yeah. Yeah, you you did the thing your parents have been telling you about since you were five years old. Don't eat all this because you're gonna spoil it. You fucking did it, <laughs> and God knows I've done it. I, I like I love leaks. I I I, like, I, I love finding all information out. It's exciting. We get it's hype. It builds up the hype. It's exciting. It's fun. And even that, like, yeah, does it kind of kill some of the buzz or some of the, like holy shit moments? Yeah, sure, but like, but it gets you excited. It's still exciting in the time. Yeah. So fuck off if you're gonna be an asshole. Uh, that's pretty much the statement on that one. Fuck off. Uh, but so the announcement was originally planned up until Wednesday yes. and then something happened Wednesday. Yeah. Um, the, basically there was, a, there wasn't gonna be like more gameplay. There wasn't gonna be a trailer, but there's gonna be a blog post. 
that was to go live. It was going to be a, it was going to announce the collector's editions and it was going to give the release date. That was what the blog post was going to um, in, in, entail. And then also it was going to mention that there's going to be some gameplay later, whether that was going to be a state of play or whether that was going to be a, uh, just a trailer, uh, who knows? But, um, yeah. So anyways, there's two collector editions coming soon. Kind of the same thing they did with, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. They announced they had two different collector editions. There is the, uh, big, big one that comes with a one, uh, one, the one scale of Thor's, uh, Molnir, uh, hammer. <laughs> uh, and then there's another one, the Jotnir edition, um, which did say what it comes with though. Uh, oh, here it is. Um, uh, Jotnir edition comes with just the hammer and the game, whilst the collector edition comes with other pieces such as the badge, and the map, and the world, and more. Uh, I might get a second job because I might buy that fucking collector's <laughs> edition. I wouldn't be surprised if you did, man. I mean, come on, you're a huge fan of this. <laughs> I yeah, and like I don't, I be, I buy very few collector editions of things. The only other collector edition I have, it's not you can't see in the uh, stream here. Uh, up there though, I have the uh, Last Guardian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought the hundred twenty dollar uh, Last Guardian. The Trico uh, collector edition comes, yeah, with Trico on on the shelf with uh, the boy, and then it comes in a really cool chest that I love. It's one of my favorite things I own. Uh, top five things if like the house is on fire and I got to run back in the house and come back and get Louis, obviously number one, then me, then uh, then that Last of the Guardian thing, then probably I don't know four would probably be. Probably my goose. I have the Until the Goose Game goose over there. That's probably number four. Number five. Ooh, what is number five? Probably uh, the PS5. I'll say PS5. Um, <laughs> we'll go with that one. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing more to add to that. But uh, just, you know what? Don't be an asshole, people. Yeah, really. <sighs> but Gables, let's move on. I spent a lot of time yelling at people don't be an asshole. Uh, but I feel like it's just due. But let's talk about Q3 2022. All right. Uh, let me give me a minute here. I meant to have a prep before we started the podcast, and I didn't do it. I am scrolling down to July, so we're now in July. So we're now in the quarter three of the year. Absolutely. Uh, so we've been in a little bit slower period, but it's gonna pick up a little bit over the next few months here. So we'll, we're gonna start up here with um, FIFA twenty one twenty FIFA F one twenty two is out now. Uh, we got the to stop me if there's anything evils you want to talk about here. I'm not gonna go through everything here, but uh, Phoenix Wright. Ace Attorney Trilogy. This guy's actually, that's coming. To, oh, it's just the iOS. Oh, never mind. Nah. Um, Stray is coming July 19th. Um, that's actually coming to the extra for PlayStation Plus. Yes. I know it's really on Gables. I'm interested in trying that game out. I mean, yeah. it seems like an interesting, like, uh, conceptual game stuff where you get to explore things along with like that cat and stuff. And it's sort of like a post-apocalyptic post-human world and stuff. That's sort of like a sci-fi cyberpunk s sort of setting and stuff. There definitely is some interesting aspects of it. I'm kind of excited to invest myself into like uh, the PlayStation plus extra just in order to try out that game because there are some yeah. elements I like of it, but I'm morally curious to see how this game is, if it's good or not. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a game that I want to see what people say about it before I play it because, uh, yeah, like I don't want to jump into that's like a because I, I have so, I have like a year and a half left on my or two years left on my PS Plus, so it's like seventy bucks for me to upgrade to the next tier. Right. Uh that's a big jump for me to go to sh- get Stray. I mean, I don't know like a buy it separately, but you know, if it's I don't know what the price point for that's gonna be, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely gonna be a game that like. Depending on what people say about it, uh, I want to check it out. But uh, Live Alive, 
Uh, I don't know why you guys say it like that, but that's the only way the guy, the, the commentator said it like that. So now I got to say it like that. That's the only way I remember how to say it. Uh, July 22nd, Gables, I know you're going to, you've been playing the game. We'll talk about it a little more yes. later, but uh, I'm, I'm interested in it. I want, it's, that's also kind of the same way, but I was more on board until I was like, I saw the price point of 50 bucks and I'm like, uh, I'll wait and see. What about you? Okay. I can understand that. When it comes to me, though, I am a sucker for the old school style of JRPGs, and this is definitely along that generation in the Super Famicom's life where Square Enix was like hitting on all cylinders with that. Not only just with like Final Fantasy two, but also Final Fantasy three, four, and six in the West. You know those games, Chrono Trigger, that type of. Actually, no, Chrono Trigger would be after Let Live Alive. You know, Live a Live and stuff like that. Live Alive. Live Alive. But this game looks fairly interesting. Different types of perspectives and that, you know, I am hugely excited to go forth and play this game when it releases. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm going to wait. I'll, like I said, I'll wait and see. Uh, next up, though, we have uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 on July 29th. Shit. Shit. Um, oh, man, I'm just having myself a little bit of a miniature aneurysm just thinking about the foray that, like, Live Alive. Swords? Live Alive's uh-huh. on the 22nd, and all of a sudden Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is on the 28th. So literally, yeah. What a what a weeb from what a weeby month. That is a yeah. weeby month, but at the same time, yeah. man, it's like late July. Normally, that time of the year is dead when it comes to game releases, and except for Nintendo, except for Nintendo, and especially in the year 2022, because you have two major yeah. RPG releases that are going to be releasing in the same month in the within a week the same apart, week. or the same yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's six days later. But, uh, yeah, obviously, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, checked out the direct, checked out all the little things, checked a little bit of the story elements in that trailer. It looks fairly fascinating. It looks like something I would sink into. So, yeah, definitely excited for that one. All right. Uh, moving on here, we got a little bit of a gap. There's some, I mean, there's like Cult of Lamb comes coming out. That is the uh, developer digital guys. Right. Um, Roller Drome, that is the game that was at the uh, last state of play. That's that one that looks... It's like a anime art style, but yeah. like you are like it's from the uh, makers of Oli Oli World, I think it is. Yep. But Oli World, yep, it you're right. Okay, I yeah. not too excited about it. I'm interested. I want to like uh, I want to see a price point. I want it's it's also one of those things where it's like we'll see what people are saying about it. Um, next up though, Gables Madden 23 August 20, uh, August 19th. Uh, you know me, mm-hmm. I'm excited for this game. I put 150 200 hours into. Madden every year. Um, Can I just say there's... that I'm concerned because we've, we're getting Madden 2023 next month. Yeah. No gameplay. Nothing shown. Um, we've we've we? got we've got gameplay. Have we? There's a gameplay. Okay. Yeah. There's been some couple trailers, and also they had the beta. Gables, one of these years. I've been trying for four fucking years to get this goddamn beta, and I have not been able to get in. Every year I ask, and I try, and I don't. I, I get denied. One of these years, Gables, <laughs> I'm getting that goddamn fucking beta. Um it's driving me goddamn nuts but there's been a, there's been a decent amount of gameplay out there um and there's never really been a lot of gameplay beforehand we like it's been this is actually kind of regular like they'd have it like when they did the ea plays at yeah. e3 they'd have like madden there but they wouldn't show gameplay um it's always been kind of weird and then like later on they show gameplay so we've we, there's been some out there they've had some trailers and then also a lot of uh beta footage has been like been out there interesting um yeah so uh it looks pretty good i like what i'm hearing they're fixing and it's just it's it's an issue where like people like uh you find you find the plays that work uh they fix these plays and more plays pop up 
um you know that like that don't work so it's just that's all it's like it's all like a lot of games though where that happens but uh i'm incredibly excited they're doing more stuff with the franchise mode which is the thing i'm into that's the thing i put all the hours into uh i literally just finished my seventh season of my franchise mode today uh so i am excited to um play madden 23 when it comes out so uh i'm not gonna buy the uh expensive edition even though like um I can get twenty. I can get it for twenty percent off. And get it for eighty bucks, but it's like I can just pay sixty. I think it's like sixty three bucks, right? Um, and get the because there's like an EA Play discount, uh, and just get it that way instead. Um, I might get it on Xbox though, now, because I already have EA Play through Game Pass. I don't know. We'll wait and see. Um, but moving on. A few days later, Gables, we have Midnight Fight Express. That's a game I'm super excited about. It's coming to Game Pass, but it's coming to everything else. Uh, that is like it looks like oh fuck what's that Devolver Digital game, uh, Miami uh, Vice. Vice. Yeah. No, not Vice. That's a TV show. My, my, Hotline my, Miami. Hotline Miami. Thank you. God damn. Miami wow. Vice. Wow. That's way different. Uh, it looks. It gives me like it has like style of that, but it's like almost like seafood like fighting instead. Right. Right. Uh, that game looks fucking. That's the guy that's made by one person. Uh, by one single father. Uh, that game looks awesome. That's coming to Game Pass, but it's also everything else. Uh, fucking find me Vice games. Uh, also that day, Saints Row. Um, I don't care. Yeah, Saints Row. I don't have any interest in whatsoever, especially when they came out and uh, said that some of the creative character options were going to be kind of limited. I'm like, eh. I was already not yeah, sold I mean, on you... to begin with. I'm like, nah. Yeah, I mean, the, the they do have the thing out there. You can make your character now. Uh, Everything I've seen in that game just doesn't do it for me. Um, Lord of the Rings Golem is coming out finally September 1st. Huh. Uh, I feel like the game's been talked about for years now. It has been talked about for years now. And that game just looks like trash. Yeah, I have no interest in it, honestly. You would think, though, with like the IP of Lord of the Rings, they would actually structure this game to be somewhat interesting. And more I've seen of it in terms of the gameplay, the, the less I'm likely to actually want to give it a shot. Yeah. Um, coming out though the day after JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle R. I would be lying to say if I was saying that I wasn't interested, but yeah, I yeah. actually am fairly interested in seeing this game in particular because for one, I am familiar with the whole JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime stuff. I've watched at least the first couple of seasons of this thing. I haven't watched the entirety of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but what do I see of this fighting game? It looks relatively fun. It's stylish. The art style is from like a world-renowned like a manga artist and stuff like that. His artwork is fantastic, and obviously you see a lot of the stylish stuff inside of the works that he has done in terms of not just the anime and manga stuff, but also in terms of the video games as well. Always that stylish or like watercolor-esque sort of look to it, you know. But uh, I'm interested in seeing more so than like seeing the reviews of this first, just in case. Because sometimes anime fighters can be like hit or miss depending upon like uh, what amount of effort has been put into them. Yeah, um, yeah, it's true. I mean, like Dragon Ball Fighters, like that game. That was like, I hate Dragon Ball. I hate I hate I hate anime. I hate Dragon Ball. And guess what? I bought but the game twice. I love the game. game so much. <laughs> I fucking love that game. It was my top ten game of the year. Uh, that game was awesome. Give me give me more of that. Maybe the Wii, but you still love that game to pieces. <laughs> I will. I will. Where good games are, I will go. Uh, moving on though, that same day, Last of Us Part One, Gable's most anticipated game for the rest of the year. Uh, you know what? I do. I did 
like a lot of like, The Last of Us Part 1, but like what I was saying back around 2012 and 2013, I played to that game, I enjoyed it, it was one of the best games of that year when it came out and stuff. I have no interest in game. playing through the first game. I mean, there was a yeah. lot of great stuff in that game, but at the same time, I still kind of feel like the remaster of this PS5 version of it is too soon. I mean, I have have the PS4 version still and stuff, and I still I have played some of that DLC beforehand going into the main game and this and that but uh yeah i would much rather wait for like another major release before i would replay the last of us part one yeah um it's definitely gonna be a game that like i, I could see myself picking it up just because there's like a pretty big gap in september yeah and that would be the reason why just because like well there's not, I'm, I'm just kind of sitting around waiting for games to come out so i'll play this but uh not because I'm like super like I love Last of Us. It's one of my five favorite games of all time for sure. Right. I replayed it. I beat the game three times now. Uh, I replayed it right before part two came out. Um, but yeah, I'm not. Maybe like once I see some gameplay because like we haven't seen gameplay yet. Right. Um, maybe that'll change my mind. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll wait to see. But I think this will be the last one we talk about here. So two, three, September ninth. <laughs> Yeah, that's the main reason why I'm playing. That's the main reason why I would go over and skip Last of Us Part 1 is because Splatoon 3 is going to be releasing in the same month. I went through Splatoon same 2. Week. I fucking loved playing through Splatoon 2. That single-player mode was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I heard little bits here and there in that regards of like uh, the quality of it, but having enjoyed and experienced it myself and also still partially playing through the Octo expansion and stuff, dude... I am actually excited to see what new elements of this game they introduced in the single player. Because from what we've seen previously, it looks crazy. I want to go forth and be there day one just because I want to enjoy enjoy collecting a lot of the, the sardiniums and stuff and the whole freaking scripts of paper from whatever type of freaking journal they're going to go forth with this. But uh, these are like mindless fun games. You know, you have a bunch of like third person shooter elements and stuff. You're covering shit. You're going through these creative ass, like crazy ass levels with trippy music. And yeah, yeah, I'm excited for Splatoon 3. All right, cool. Well, I think that's going to wrap up for that part of it. Um, Gables, I thought it'd be real fun though. Let's do our favorite games of the year. Okay. We're midway through the year. Maybe I'll do like we're not. I'm not saying rank them. We're not saying do like what's your game of the year. Like, if you're making your top ten list now, what's your short list for game of the year contenders? Right. All right. So, not numbering them. Like the first one that pops off in my head is the latest one that I actually ended up going through and finishing, which that was TMNT Shredder's Revenge. That is a fucking fantastic beat 'em up. It is enjoyable. It's replayable. It's definitely a game I want to play with you and some other people in regards to Xbox Live. Come get extra life. That yeah. is a phenomenal game. And the best part about it is it takes the best aspects of the classic TMNT beat em up titles from like the, the whole 90s, 80s, 90s and stuff. Mixes it up. Takes a lot of great stuff from the, the whole classic TV show as well. And it's presented to you in this sort of like a bite-sized like $25, $30 function and stuff to where it is definitely the total package inside of a beat-em-up game. This is from the same makers and stuff that were responsible for Streets of Rage 4, and we both loved Streets of Rage 4 when it came out that year, too. And, uh, yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite games of the year. 
I am still thinking about the music. I'm still thinking about doing like little replay mm-hmm. stuff. I am definitely thinking about purchasing on like multiple different platforms because this is the type of game that first time in a long time where I I tried it on one system. I played it through there. I want to buy it on another system and possibly another system because I want to support games like this that are high quality, that are fun, that are addictive, and plus, well, you know what? It doesn't hurt having like a physical form or something on the Switch. <laughs> But and you get a little personal pan coupon for Pizza Hut. All right, now I'm gonna go ahead and switch this one back to you. Just tell me one of your favorite games from this year so far. Um, I feel like there's a three man race for me right now. Uh, Kirby is oh, up there. Yes. Uh, Kirby is, I think, the most surprising game I play. It's probably it's definitely like the out of nowhere game of the year for me this year. Uh. Like, as far as, like, a game that I... Like, we talk about it a lot going mm-hmm. pull, coming up to the game coming out where it's like, I'm going to wait people say about... Like, we, oh, I was talking about some of the Q3 games for this year where it's like, I want to wait people say about this. I pre-ordered it. Um, you know, I paid it off. I'm like, if it doesn't come... If it's, people don't... If it sounds more like what we expect from, like, previous Kirby's, mm-hmm. especially, like, Star Allies, shit like that, where it's like, it's just... It's, it's a baby game. And then, no. But, like, people came out and said good things about it. Bought it. I played it. I played it the first sitting. I beat I beat the first world, and then I went back the next day, and I did the second world, or I did the my second sitting, and I beat the next thing I know, I beat the, the, the fucking game in the second sitting. Like, that's how like hooked I got on this game. I love the game. the uh, The theme park world is one of the coolest moments in gaming to me, um, and like it brought me flashbacks to like near Automata playing that game for the first time. Oh wow! And getting the theme park like that part was one of the coolest moments in gaming history for me. Uh, and that brought me flashbacks to that. Like, not as good, but, like, pretty fucking close to how cool. Like, that was a peak of, like, peak of the game to me, and the only complaint I have about that is I think that's World 3, and there's four more worlds after that, and the game peaked there as far as, like, coolest the world. Uh, but, like, that last fucking hour was in goddamn credible. I, mm. I, man, like... It's and it's anime as fuck, but it's so fucking cool. I'll tell you what, like just that like in the laboratory, the final boss fight, the shit you do after you beat the fucking game. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, that game! That after game is no joke either. It is fantastic too. Yeah, but I'll tell you one aspect about like uh, like uh, Kirby in that regards. You know, the little mini. Little mini games and stuff like that that you get to yes. earn, like, different like little add-ons and stuff, a little bit of collectibles and stuff. Those are utterly fantastic too. They take the power-ups and stuff and they use them in the most creative way possible. So you take these abilities which you probably wouldn't have used otherwise. Now you're using them for a specific course, and now you're going through and trying to blaze through things as fast as possible. That was so fun. It was not repetitive. It did not feel in the most things like unnecessary. You definitely could go through the things like once and stuff like that just to say, okay, I've went through it. You know, I got the little thing. But if you're really enjoying it, which I did enjoy most of those ones and try to beat the target time, which I ended up doing that because I love <laughs> that type of shit. then yeah, you know what? That was just a cherry on top of the cake because from that point and stuff, you had all of these different levels, had all these okay. different themes and stuff. Your typical grass, your typical lava, your typical like ice world, and then like the whole mm-hmm. circus stuff, which that was a fun change. I have to admit, that was a fun change, and I could understand how you would feel – that it kind of peaked for you for that point, that particular high point and stuff with the whole big top stuff and this and that. 
I absolutely love the bosses in this game. Oh my the god. The bosses yeah. are so fucking imaginative. A 3D platformer Kirby game. Something I didn't even think about or wouldn't didn't even my mind would have been blown about this maybe like 15 years ago or even when I was say playing stuff on the GameCube because this is exactly the type of game I wanted from Kirby way back when yeah. like around 20 years ago. And it's like yeah. getting it now and it's almost reminiscent to like say a Super Mario 3D world and sort of like a level some level design aspects of it, but at the same time, that more evolutionary thing above it to where you get to level up and upgrade your upgrades and do this and then have them be these ultimate factors and doing all these boss rushes and collecting all the little waddle Ds in order to unlock other shit, you know? That was such a fun experience. I mean, not since a game like, say, Return to Dreamland, I think on Wii, that uh, we've had a Kirby game that was universally as loved and also is universally as popular as that release but uh yeah yeah speaking of like another game like another one of my like favorite games from this year pokemon legends arceus and that and that was definitely one of those type of games that okay you were surprised by kirby and the quality that was i was surprised by pokemon legends arceus and the quality that was when it released now, granted, yeah. yes, there were technical issues. Granted, there were some aspects of it that was still rough around the edges. But oh, when yeah. you got into this game, you started collecting, you started catching your first couple bits of Pokemon with your starters and stuff, and how natural it felt, how smooth everything went, and how you went through all the different terrains of the set levels they would give you and stuff. It felt awesome. It didn't feel. Yeah. It didn't really feel that cumbersome. You get to encounter Pokemon in their natural habitat. This is elements of what people have been wanting fans have been wanting from that series since day one of in of enjoying the pokemon games they wanted that type of experience like ash did in the anime from way back then you know to where oh we're gonna go into this forest in viridian forest we're gonna capture some bug pokemon and do this and do that or hey we're gonna go to cinnabar island and stuff and we're gonna go to this mansion and and catch all these fire and poison types and this and that Mm -hmm. Pokemon Legends Arceus not only does it allow you to do that and stuff, but yet it takes some of the best aspects of, say, that generation, say, like, the fourth generation from, like, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum and stuff, to where those specific types of Pokemon are pretty much front and center from there. But all the remixes of the different types of, like, Asuian forms of classic Pokemon, like how they were in the past, those were fun to experience, like, with the Alolan, like, no... From like Hisuian, like Growlets and stuff, and like uh, the Zororks and stuff, and the Zuras, you know, and then like all the other types of majorly big Pokemon you had to go forth and face off against, you know, from those aspects. That was definitely the most refreshing Pokemon game I had played in years. It wasn't the mm-hmm. repetitive same old shit like we've gotten from every single, like every generation after, say, Generation 5, you know, to where, yes. Generation 6 introduced some new elements on the 3DS. Generation 7 was fine in regards to that stuff. But when it came to Generation 8 and Sword and Shield, that's when the burnout started hitting hard. It was the first time I ever played a Pokemon game to where I did enjoy the experience of it. But even after buying the DLC and this and that and stuff, I was not pressed to go back and then like finish or collect any other type of Pokemon from that. But with Pokemon Legends Arceus, it gave me hope that this is the foundation for something that Pokemon games can work towards the future. From where Scarlet and Violet, once those release later on this year, 
knowing what I've known and knowing what I've played now, Pokemon Legends Arceus makes me more excited to play Scarlet and Violet because of the leaps and bounds that were made from this game. And that's how yes. important I feel that Pokemon Legends Arceus was and why it's one of my favorite games of the year. Yeah. Uh, I am. This is another game that's on like my short list and I completely agree with you. Um, yeah. Like you, I mean, I don't really got much to add on that, but like the loop, the most important thing about games like this is the loop. Yes. Uh, and the loop was addicting. It was fun. It was a great time. Like, yeah, like technically like I, I, I spent several minutes uh, talking about uh, ranting about the, 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 the way the game ran, the, mm-hmm. the, the frame rate, the fact that like there's claim, like some of the Gyarados in the background looks like he's in claymation. <laughs> um, you know, like, I mean, that's more of a switch issue. Like the same issues are in Kirby. Um, but like looking at the game, the package as a whole, like yeah, like I love the loop. I got addicted to it. Like just having like everything you did mattered, and like everything you did helped you in some sort of way. Like nothing was wasted, and I love that. Like there's so many games out there where, um, yeah, like maybe like you're having a good time with it, but like it doesn't really bring you. It's not really giving you anything to progress right. anything. And this always did everything you did, uh, even if you already catch, you've already caught eighty of these Pokemon. Catching eighty first might do something for you, you know. Like there's a there's a benefit to like catching multiple Pokemon. Where in past Pokemon games, there's never been a reason to catch multiple. Uh, so that yeah, like um, definitely like I'm more excited for Scarlet and Violet because of that. And yeah, that is why it's on my short list. But in their game, this will be the last one I'll talk about. Uh, I'm, I swear to God, I'm not going to talk about Strangers of Paradise. Uh, it is Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West. Um, and I really I love this game. It's it's the sequel to my favorite game of 2017, the greatest year of all time for gaming, I think. Uh, and just the Aloy story it just continues to get better and better. They took so many, like they didn't just play it safe with the story on this one either. They took some chances with it and it's weird, but I thought it paid off really, really well. I don't want to spoil it because that shit is up. Uh, pretty fucking awesome i think if you're a fan of the, the story of horizon in the world i love i talk about the time between within 2017 where i love the idea of like we see some of the futuristic games where it's like now you're in fucking space and now you're doing this crazy ass shit but now it's like no like the world with the shit which is probably the most likely the scenario of like the world's gonna go to shit before we go to space and um the fact that like no it's it's not only just like a nuclear holocaust happened no like some crazy shit went down and now it's a thousand years in the future and like all the weird shit that like what happened, like we're finding like coffee cups in the world. Like, what does this mean? <laughs> uh, and all like all kinds of weird shit like that. And then like the, the combat has just gotten better. They've improved it so much. The melee combat has actually feels good to use now where like in the past you wouldn't use it. Um, but it's actually fun and I had a good time with it and I used it. I never almost, I would say I almost never used it in the past game. And in this one I used it, I almost, I would say like, it's not still like great, but it's still really good. I would say like 30% of the time, which is a good upgrade from just sitting back and use a bow and arrow. But yeah, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, probably game. It's probably my number one, but uh, I'm not certain. Kirby's really fucking uh, uh, bumping up against that. But yeah, that's, okay. those are like, that's like my three man race for game of the year. All right, so for the last game, obviously no introduction for me. Elden Ring is definitely one of my favorite games of this year. It's definitely one of those experiences to where I look back on it now, I'm like, holy shit, I dedicated a whole entire month of playing this game. That's something rarely that's that ever happens with me playing certain games. The last time I've actually gone through and spent a lot of time upon one specific games 
hell, look at the history that went the show, you know? I mean, Fire Emblem Three Houses was definitely one of the, the game, my game of the year from back then in 2019 because of how long I spent playing that game and also how much enjoyment I was getting out of that. Obviously, Persona 5 Royal back around, like, 2021, I think it was, 2020. Yeah. I th- 2020. Okay, 2020, yeah. I spent a hell of a long time playing that, over 100 hours playing that, too, and I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the gameplay. I enjoyed a lot of aspects in this. But, yeah, I did spend a fair amount of time playing Elden Ring, and there were so many different experiences that I went through and felt. Obviously, plenty of frustration because of dying over and over again upon stupid shit, but some of the most fun I had was just experimenting around with shit, you know, seeing what works, what I needed to go forth and collect certain bells in order to upgrade certain weapons, encountering certain characters inside the overworld and stuff, so that way I can go forth and learn a specific type of spell, or I needed to get, like, a specific type of weapon. Going across and facing all these different types of gods and deities and stuff, from, like, Godric and stuff like that, and <laughs> our, obviously Margaret the Fellowman, and, like, mm-hmm. uh, one of my and also, like, going through all these different bosses and stuff, and I'm starting to forget some of their boss names, which I don't do that generally, but uh, Malekith, that one boss that I faced off against close to the end of the game and stuff like that, that was such a fucking pain in the ass, but he was so powerful. He was one of those beast master type of stuff, and I had to overcome him. Obviously, me trying to develop my character to a certain extent so I can contend against these big old freaking things, but it was more or less like one of those type of games to where I was not only tested mentally, but physically in terms of what I can go forth and withstand and what I could execute with a lot of my freaking like uh, reflexes and a lot of my skills as a gamer in general. But I'll tell you what, I was absolutely tested when I had to face off against Melania, like Melania, the Fellblade. Holy shit. That boss battle, that sword battle, that, that freaking sequence of, like, sword battles, that two-part battle in general, you know, and not, you know, that was, without a doubt, during the entire time we've done this podcast, I've endured a whole hell of a lot of video game stuff. I've played my fair share of both good and, like, some questionable games and this and that and stuff. I can legitimately say that this definitely was the hardest boss battle I had played in the past 10 to 15 years. And that is because of how precise you had to be in this specific frame of mind. And even then, when I did eventually beat this character, when I been, when I eventually beat her, I ended up dying myself. And it wasn't, and it was one of those type of like double-edged sword type of moments and stuff to where I managed to kill her with like, a little bit of health left, and of course the cause of effect damage that she did kills me too because of her poison that she has with a crimson rust type of shit. But yet that crediting to me and stuff, and then me subsequently having to get give a pause for a good solid five minutes while I collected my thoughts, my fucking fists to the ground and my head to my fucking ground in my room, like Jesus Christ, what the fuck did I just endure? <laughs> Those type of moments as a gamer are the most memorable. I will say this right now. It's like every time when every gamer has that moment to where they've gone through, they play a game to a certain extent that challenges them to a certain extent, and that once they overcome this challenge, they will remember that and they will relish the fact that say, yeah, you know what? I fucking beat this character because I persisted a hell of a lot more than some other people probably could have done. But at that same time, 
there were so many elements of this game that were awesome. There was definitely some frustrating moments. I definitely love taking advantage of a lot of the level up stuff. But, oh my god, the boss battle with Rodan. That whole fucking thing went halfway through the battle. He fucking comes at you with a fucking meteor out of the sky. And here you are and your fucking horse is going through it. All of a sudden he's kaboom and you're flying out like 30 feet in the other direction and stuff. I've seen YouTubers react to that boss battle as they're playing it live. Like, right after I've played through and beat that shit, and the reactions on their face, like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh, just a lot of pure enjoyment, a lot of the other type of shit, though. But let me tell you something, man. It's like, oh. every time I think back of it, it's like, even when I beat, when even when I beat that game, I fucking wanted to try to start another file, and that was me, like, 92 hours in, you know? And that was so fucking funny. But what I'm looking at... That was the reason why I fucking, like, uh, finally went through my first DualSense controller for my PS5. It's because my fucking controller got stick drift and I couldn't fix the damn thing, so I had to get another controller. But, uh, yeah, honestly, with the collection of games that I haven't played through so far this year, God, those are just the short list of the ones that I have enjoyed. That's for sure. (laughs) All right, very nice. Well, we're running a little long here, so we're going to skip the other news this week, okay. and we're going to jump right into what we've been playing. Okay. Uh, Gables, I'm going to go... Well, I don't have too much to say here. Uh, I did uh, pick up the uh, Cuphead Dustless Last Course. Yeah. It's, it's like, I think it's like eight bucks. Yeah. Uh, I played that. I, it's one of the greatest games of all time, and I'm terrible at it. Uh, I beat the first boss on Simple. Yeah. Uh, I did some of the, like, the side challenge stuff. It's really good. I, I love that game. I adore that game. It just sucks that like they give you an easy mode and easy mode in quotations. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't count towards progression. Nope. So it's like, what, what's the point of that then? If why have it, if it's not, I don't know. It just bugs me. Like I'm all for, you know, creative intent, but it's like, why do you intend to put this in here, but not count this as a, a, a viable option? I so, that, like, that's always like training things so that we can get yourself prepped for the actual thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's still fucking incredibly hard though, even on simple. So, um, but yeah, I, I love that game. It's just I suck at it. But the final, the other game I'm playing, games, mm-hmm. I'm like eight hours in. And I've said for a long time now, a couple of years now, that I didn't want to play this game because I'm playing the remake, and I didn't want I wanted to play that because I wanted to be my version. Uh-huh. But then obviously, as we're seeing, we've seen more of we saw we just saw the trailer for the the sequel, uh-huh. and we're seeing the trailer for they're doing a remaster of the prequel. Oh my God. The whole story of the game is the fact that it's different, right? The the story is different from the first game. I'm playing the OG final fantasy seven. I bought it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, dude, you actually went through and did it. You fucking are playing the original final fantasy. So I am playing the original. (laughs) I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, I bought it on PlayStation, and I kind of wish I bought it on Switch because I feel like it'd be this would be the perfect game to like grind out some levels while I'm like watching some shit on TV or something mm-hmm. like that. But I'm playing it on, uh, I'm playing. I bought it on PlayStation. I'm playing it on there. Um, I am about eight hours in. The coolest thing about this though, yes, is the fact that it is they have a three time speed. Yeah, so you can play the game three times faster. Yes. So I have been using that thing almost exclusively. Unless it's like a big battle or like cutscenes or something like that, then I, I don't. Let but, me just uh, say this, just just not just to cut you off, just for like one moment and stuff. I wish that more RPGs from that era had that feature. 
Oh yeah. Like Bravely Default had that same yes. fucking thing. That was awesome. Where like you're just trying to grind out some levels and it's like cool, I can just do four times I can do like I think four times speed or something like that. And I just I did so much grinding playing Bravely Default on three DS back in the day doing that. Um so yeah, like I said, I am I'm like I'm like eight hours in. Uh I I I beat the Shinra stuff in like four hours. Right. Or the not Shinra, the um What's the first town? I just totally spaced the first town. Midgar. Midgar. Okay, so you the first got town. Midgar, right. I got on Midgar. I did the goal. I did uh, I did the flashback. I beat I I, uh, I did the gold saucer thing where you go in and you get yes, arrested yes, and all that. Yes. I am now on I literally just got to Grand Canyon? Something oh, Canyon. Red, Canyon. Like Cos- not Cosmo Canyon, but like Red Canyon or something like that. Or Yeah. Yeah, so I did like the Del Sol place. I went through that. Uh, I got. I went on a boat. Uh, all that difficult saucer. I'm, I'm now. I'm, I just literally got there. Um, I know I'm quite a ways away. Uh, it definitely feels like a game from 25 years ago. I'll say that. Um, of course, there are going to be some things yeah. that are going to be yeah. aged, but at the same yeah. time, it's awesome too. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like eight hours in. I'm having a good time. I'm like. I don't know if I want to say good time. It's definitely I'm, I'm having a time playing through this time. I'm, <laughs> I am having a I'm having a good time going through and just seeing the differences, and it's like it's exciting to see like what happens after this game because like a good chunk of what happens in remake, like beat for like the beat for beat stuff, like the major storyline stuff that happens in remake happens in the original game, but there's just why it's crazy how much like man like that's like six hours of content. Seven hours of content. I mean, I, I did it through four hours because I was doing triple speed. Huh? But um, yeah, like man, they stretch it out to like thirty-five hours. Yep. And it, and it's awesome and it's good quality. Yeah, I can't wait for the sequel. Uh, so yeah, I'm I've been playing that. I am having, like I said, I'm having a time with it. Not a great time. I'd say a good time. Like it's, I don't care about the the battles. I don't care. I, I just I'm having a great time just going through the story and like I love these characters. And I can't wait to see kind of like it's it's exciting that the story beats more than anything else. But right. that's all I've been playing really this week. What about you, Kibbles? Okay, so I've been playing a couple of different things while, you know, trying to combat falling asleep before 10 o'clock. <laughs> uh, story of my life. Story of my so life. I did have a chance to play a bit of like the Imperial China stuff from uh, the Live Alive demo. And I did that that particular section. I actually beat that particular section in terms of the demo and uh, basically, you're like a kung fu master that's trying to look for disciples to pass upon, like your martial arts skill to like towards and stuff, because you do not have a lot of time left to live in this world. So he goes, you go through specific portions and stuff. And the whole aspect of the gameplay, yeah, the whole aspect of the gameplay in regards to this game, I feel it's pretty good. It's like a definitely a sort of like turn-based sort of uh, RPG-esque type of things from like back in the 90s and stuff, but I kind of like it. It's because it's sort of like a strategy RPG sort of grid thing to where you can move your character along, right? Different spots and stuff, but be- whatever type of attack that you highlight, it does like uh, a particular attack of a certain type of panels. So case in point, there's this thing, there's this specific like a type of monkey punch attack that he does, right? To where... He can do it like about a square, like he skips a square in front of him, right? And so he hits the enemy, and actually he himself can move back a square or two, just to distance himself, you know? Kind of like a whole bait bait the enemy into like hitting them and stuff, and then just drawing back, so that way the enemy doesn't counter them and stuff. 
there are some interesting tactics in regards to trying to experiment with, but uh, I love the music. The music is pretty cool in this game. I'm loving how they went through and remixed some of the classic tracks and stuff in that game. The game looks absolutely fantastic, absolutely stunning. The 2D style of like 2D HD graphics of this game, it makes everything pop. And I think I've stated this before, and I really am like uh, serious when I say I really wish when Square Enix does the remasters from just like these styles of games in the past that they go forth and stick with this two point like five like HD sort of graphics in that regards because everything looks beautiful. It looks like it's fluid in motions and stuff. But uh, yeah, the live live demo so far, I had been enjoying it. I had been playing like a little bit in regards to the last Nintendo Switch update that had happened during this past week. You know, with the Sega Genesis update stuff, I mean, just to touch upon just like shortly and stuff, we had a couple of different games. So there was like Target Earth, that one. There was also the meme-worthy game that people have known for years, but now it's actually, you could play it in the in the American version, Zero Wing. The whole, I literally when I saw that announced, I'm like, really, really? Is this the game yeah. that all the base belong to us? And all of a sudden, I fucking yeah. see that. I'm like, yep. holy shit, like, what the fuck? But That's then, awesome they made it happen. But then, you know, you know, it went from like a meme-worthy type of thing to something potentially awesome because they unveiled Comic Zone. I love Comic Zone. That's a good game. And the stealth one, which nobody saw coming, was Mega Man The Wily Wars. That's a game that never really stayed side. And it's quintessentially like, you know how... St- how Nintendo did a Super Mario All-Stars with Mario's 1, 2, and 3, and then Super Mario World on, like, other, like, some versions of that system and stuff, which were basically remasters of the graphics of those games, the music and stuff to present that. Well, Capcom did something similar, but only released on Genesis, and it was the first three Mega Man games from the NES. Retouched graphics, retouched, like, uh, music and stuff like that. And I've played through most of the original Mega Man on the Wily Wars set, and it's actually pretty cool. There's hardly any type of, like, hiccups in regards to the whole, like, fluidity of the game. There are some definitely remixed type of music and stuff. I definitely kind of like how they did with, like, with Iceman stage in regards to the music chipset and everything else. But uh, that was pretty fun. Just for kicks and giggles, I actually started a little bit of, like, a little Pokemon Crystal, like, this random thing, because I wanted to play a little bit of that just to get myself kind of familiar, because uh, I wanted to try out a playthrough of the second generation to where I would use nothing but, like, say, the Johto Pokemon. So the new Pokemon from that generation. Because it kind of reminds me of, like, whenever I do, like, a Pokemon run almost in any single game and stuff, I try to aim for the new Pokemon of that generation because I want to try something new, want to try something different, this and that. And so I started off with Totodile, right? Oh, my God. I gave him the nickname of Toki, and he is freaking... He is definitely a fun one, you know, a little alligator, water crocodile, sort of like, no, yeah, it's like a water crocodile sort of Pokemon. It evolves eventually into like, uh, to Croconon and for alligator, for alligators, freaking, it's freaking awesome too. He's so like a much of a physical water type, like beast type of a Pokemon and stuff. But, uh, I just wanted just to play through a little bit more of Pokemon since I am still jazzed and excited about playing through Scarlet and Violator this year. But, uh, other than that, I have to really think if I had actually ended up playing everything else. Well, thinking about that, I did play a little bit more of the Turtles game and stuff. We'll play a little bit of Jay, like Casey Jones and stuff over the first 
few couple of levels and stuff, and I got to put that one down. I did try to pull a, a little bit of a Mori, but that was like maybe mm. 15 or 20 minutes and stuff. I had, I had some time to play in the between things. It's all right. It actually surprised yeah. me that it was a turn-based RPG in some aspects yeah. of it. That's what I was telling you about last week that looks like um, yes. Earthbound, right? Yeah. Yes, there are some key things that kind of remind me of like Earthbound. It's sort of quirky. It has that sort of feel and music tones to it. But uh, I'm relatively interested in playing more of that. But other than wise, that's pretty much been it for what I've been playing this week. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, please look down and below in the comment section. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, all those fun things. Extra Life will be down there as well. Uh, please check us out in all those places. Um, if you don't know about Extra Life, please click on that link. And uh, do a little research because it's a really cool thing we do every year that's coming up in a year. Four months away, games. <laughs> Four months, Four months dude. away. It is coming close. Um, and I'm excited. But, uh, yeah, uh, please uh, go to all those places. Tell your friends about it. Really would appreciate it. Like I said, like, follow, subscribe. Um, but I was just outside. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Hey, Gibbs. Yep. Too sweet? Too sweet, man. Too sweet. Bye, guys. See ya.